Submit your faith story or prayer request today at jennifer-jackson.org. You're listening to Simply for Women. Yes, and today I have Lisa Boucher with us. What a very special guest. She is a cowgirl author. After 33 years of sobriety, we want to hear about uh, recovery. But she has a brand new book out. It's called Pray, Trust, Ride. So welcome to the show, Lisa. Thank you, Jennifer. Thanks for having me. It's such a treat. So a a cowgirl that lives in Dayton, Ohio. (laughs) <laughs> that's awesome well, i know it's kind of hard to be a cowgirl in dayton so i have to go out west to get my horse fixed. oh i love it my brother lives in montrose colorado on a ranch and so oh, he's wow. he, yeah my my little nephews and nieces are cowgirls and uh, cowboys and that's so cute oh that's so awesome that's mm-hmm. a great way to raise kids i'm oh. sure oh it's so awesome very beautiful out there as well so I t- tell us about your your life seems very exciting. <laughs> Award-winning author of six books and mother of twin sons. I mean, that's that's pretty good. It's been busy. I mean, my sons are grown now. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I started my journey, really. Um, I have a great God story of how I got into writing is I got sober before I had my children. So let me back up. I got sober, and that's when I really started to connect and try to find a more spiritual way of life. Mm -hmm. I was raised Catholic. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, I didn't feel that connection with God, and so I think I found God through working the 12 steps. Mm, And that kind of cleared away all of the baggage and the hurt and the resentments and mm. the dysfunction. I was raised in a very dysfunctional home. That's a whole other episode. So, <laughs> um, you know, I, I feel like I didn't really have a lot of guidance growing up and we were just all kind of running amok. So fast forward, um, you know, in my late 20s, I could just see that I was starting to drink more than I felt was healthy. I watched my mother hit a very low bottom trying to get help, et cetera. Um, and so I, I just chose a different course and decided I'm going to quit drinking. I went back to school. I became a nurse then because I've been in and out of college for 10 years. Mm-hmm. So I went back to school, finished, and I was out of, I graduated valedictorian. Oh. So that told me all of those 10 years in college had nothing to do with, you know, intellectual ability. It was the discipline. I lacked discipline in my life of Mm -hmm. any kind. And so when I was able to get through school and all of that, I was in, this is a true story. So I'm in my kitchen. My twins were about four, maybe. I'm I'm a nurse, maybe by only, you know, a couple weeks. And I'm in my house and I hear literally an audible voice that said, now I want you to write a book. Hmm. That's amazing. And I went from room to room because I really thought, well, did my husband come home? I didn't think because he was with the boys. And it was bizarre. And that's really, that started my writing journey. And I wrote my first four books. I wrote fiction. And then it was um, my mom. She had found recovery. And she used to call me and say, you know, what are you working on? I tell her some fiction book that I was writing. And she'd say, well, why don't you write about women and alcohol? And I'd say, Mm -hmm. you know, mom, there's so many legs to that stool. I didn't know which one did I want to grab onto. And my mom died in 2011. Mm -hmm. And a few 
I don't know, a year later maybe, literally I woke up one day and I just knew, I'm like, ah, raising the bottom. And so that book was published in 2017, and I focused on Jennifer, probably like women that are in your audience, they were moms, they were doctors and nurses and teachers and just women that were living their lives, going to work every day maybe, raising their families, but alcohol was the such a, a, a central part of their lives. And so I wanted to focus on that, on having a higher bottom like I did, where, you know, you just realize that the alcohol wasn't doing anything good for me anymore. And I could see if I kept going along the path, I was going to end up in this world of dysfunction and blow through marriages and have kids that were a hot mess and all, and I didn't want that for me, you know, and I didn't want that for my little boys at the time. Um, so that's sort of what got me where, you know, kind of where I am now is that I had to make a really hard choice and buck what everybody else said because mm-hmm. there's a lot of pushback when you're young and you say, I'm going to quit drinking. Yeah, well, The blowback was shocking actually. Mm-hmm. Um, the people that are would just say, no, you are not an alcoholic. No, you do not mm. need it. Because Interesting. it wasn't about quantity, you know. It's about how is it impacting you when you do drink. Mm. And I don't think people understand that, that they look at, because I was guilty of that. I was like, I really didn't think I drank enough to qualify as an alcoholic. But I decided I didn't go to the doctor. I didn't go to rehab. I just, you know, it's a self-diagnosed disease because we have people that are dying from it because they're drinking heavily, but they refuse to admit it. You know, I would like to unpack alcohol before we move on. We're going to have so many things we want okay. to talk about. But I think before we move forward, alcohol is such a trendy thing. It's it's very, very uh, prevalent in our culture. And how did you... I mean, how how is one too many and a thousand not enough? Or, I mean, did you learn to balance your alcohol? How did this really actually work? And how did you come to the point where you realized, I want to recover or I am an alcoholic? I, yeah. I mean, I think just having, number one, having some knowledge of the disease itself. Like I said, by watching my mother, I saw her completely implode in a span of five years. So this woman went from being what people call a social drinker to being non-functional. So that was one. Number two, I watched her try to get help from physicians, therapists, all of the things that people do when they don't want to be an alcoholic. And, of course, my mother didn't have anybody pointing her and saying, hey, it's the underlying addiction. But she also was addicted to Valium. Mm. Um, And that was, you know, Big Pharma's first billion-dollar drug. So I had this, you know, I had her to show me what not to do. And then she did finally get help, the right kind of help, after 25 years of struggling. And then when I saw her completely changing through the 12 steps, it was miraculous. I mean, it was a miraculous change of heart from someone who would be lying on the floor literally under the dining room table Mm to back to functioning and riding horses. My mother also loved horses and traveling the world with my father and things like that. So 
she did not fit the mold of a stereotypical alcoholic. She was an RN. She was married, a, a mom of four kids, and married to a businessman and had what everybody would say was a normal life from the outside. And so you same with me. You know, I'm in my late 20s. I'm married to a professional. We have these cute little twin boys. Nobody suspected. I mean, I quit drinking probably a few weeks before I had my – a few months before I found out I was pregnant with my mm, twins. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. So they've never known me. But I knew – it was happening to me, too, because I could see progression. This is key. If you start off and you're someone who has a glass of wine every night, okay, I, I'm not going to – that is not a problem. But here's what is a problem. That same person who two years ago did a glass of wine every night is now drinking the whole bottle by herself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's did, progression. Did you mix yours with drugs or prescriptions? Um, no, I was not into prescriptions at all. Thank goodness. That was not um, a choice. I dabbled in a little bit of um, cocaine and um, that was about it. And that was very short lived because mm-hmm. I can clearly see that that was really going to take me somewhere I didn't want to go. So I stopped that. I had like a three month period where I was using a lot of it. And then I stopped that and it was just alcohol and just going to dinners and that kind of thing is how it always starts and then I was doing I was working in advertising and marketing and I was doing all the media buys for this hotel management company and I was taking people to lunch and whatnot that was back in the 80s when that stuff was still pretty prevalent and I'm drinking at lunchtime and then I started to notice the progression So had I not known something about the disease, I'm sure I would have ignored it. Mm -hmm. But I did have my mother chirping in my ear saying, Lisa, it looks like you're drinking more, you know. And instead of getting angry with her, I ignored it, of course. But she did plant these little seeds. And so I knew probably when you're – here's another. You know, when you're sitting at a bar surveying the bar going, do you think I drink too much? You probably do, you know? I mean, that's not normal. A normal social drinker is never going to question their drinking because they're, it's not mm. resonating badly with their soul, uh, if well, that makes sense. Sure. Well, Lisa, Lisa Boucher, we are out of time, unfortunately, but we'll be back again on the next episode because we want to hear more about how you went from a life of uh, addiction to sobriety and recovery and then to pray trust ride that's your new book lessons in surrender from a cowgirl and a king this was lisa boucher thank you so much for joining us today i'm jennifer jackson and you have been listening to simply for women if you want to learn more about the show go to jennifer-jackson.org that's right jennifer jackson.org i have i'll have this episode i'll also have prayers recipe cards so much more we can be in uh listen to previous episodes at jennifer-jackson.org you have been listening to simply for women we hope that today's show has been a blessing to you as you seek to simply live out your faith to hear today's show again or to share it with a friend search simply for women wherever you get your podcasts Or visit Jennifer's website at jennifer-jackson.org. That's jennifer-jackson.org. 
Thanks for joining us on Simply for Women. Take time today to simply be. Simply be with God.